0: Hi folks, Joni here. You may remember back in 2018, we were the first to interview Emily Sage, a lullaby jazz pop crooner who was raised in Portugal and based in Charlotte. Well, since that conversation, she's gone on to do some big and beautiful work, including releasing a new single titled Lumiere. So today on the podcast, we're revisiting our enlightening interview, and we hope that you enjoy today's conversation and we hope that you stay safe and stay
1: inspired it doesn't have to be perfect it's even better if it's not just sing a melody just say some words that you like and string them together and take a deep breath and take a step and don't compare yourself because everyone takes their steps one foot at a time and that's just how you have to live your life
0: I'm Joni Deutsch, and from WFAE in Charlotte, this is Amplifier, the music podcast where we shine a light on the Charlotte music scene. Because Charlotte is more than just a banking city or a football city. So each weekday during the month of September, we're going to explore the people, places and things that help define the Queen City's Crown Sound. And today, a sage songwriter who uses cinematic jazz to paint Soundscapes. That's coming up on Amplifier.
1: Amplifier. And then the beat will drop. (laughs)
2: Amplifier. Amplifier. Amplifier.
1: Amplifier. 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 Can you introduce yourself and what you do? Yeah. My name is Emily Sage and I'm an independent artist based out of Charlotte, North Carolina. And my music is best described as singer-songwriter with strong leanings in jazz and soul.
0: Emily, you have an interesting um, relationship with Charlotte because it's, it's almost like a budding relationship of, of sorts. You're, mm-hmm. you're new to the city. You've only been here for almost a year, almost. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to get back into uh, where you're from and, and how you started in music, not in Charlotte.
1: Yeah, I really like that you said budding. That's beautiful. Um, so where I started in music... So I first started really singing in high school, and it was only because my friend made me. Um, (laughs) He heard me humming harmonies to a song and was like, wow, you can sing harmony? And I was like, I guess so. What's harmony? (laughs) What is that? (laughs) Um, Yeah, so he uh, made me sing with him all the time, and that's when I started falling in love with singing and the beauty of harmony, and we'd get together, and um, there was this one room that was our favorite. It was an old kitchen, like, from a 100 years ago, and there were old tiles all over the wall, and the floor was super dusty, and there was, like, one tiny window, so it was super dark in there, but the acoustics were incredible, and so we'd always sing super sad songs, like Damien Rice and Coldplay, and, yeah, that's where I first fell in love with music. And this was all in Portugal. This was all in Portugal, yes. So you
0: are Portuguese. So I'm wondering if you can kind of give an explainer of what the music scene or the music is like down there.
1: Yeah. So I'm not Portuguese by blood, but definitely by heart. Um, My parents are from the U.S., and we moved there when I was three. And we lived there for 15 years. Totally unplanned. We just kept extending the time. Um, And... The favorite part of the music scene there, my favorite part of the music scene there, is the old, slightly classical um, Fado music. And it's like these lonesome, sorrowful ballads that you sing out to the ocean because you don't have a person to sing them to. That's how lonely they are.
2: Que medo que me achasse espalhar
1: But when I was in Portugal, I was not a musician. I didn't consider myself a musician. I was more of a visual artist. And it was only until recently, um, well, I guess not so recently anymore, in high school, I went to an arts camp in Nashville, Tennessee. I went there for visual art. And I took a workshop in songwriting for fun. It was between that or dance, and I'm really glad I didn't choose dance (laughs) because... I'm definitely not a dancer. (laughs) Um, So I took that songwriting workshop, and something just clicked. It was kind of like that emoji that has a giant star eyes. (laughs) Like, that's what happened. I I was so mind-blown. I didn't realize that you could paint with words. Um, And my songwriting mentor at that camp, her name is Krista Wells, She is an incredible songwriter, and I still call her all the time for advice and um, just to catch up. And she introduced me to songwriting, and I am forever grateful because that just, I mean, it clicked for me, and that's where the magic is. Um, Yeah, so that's kind of how I started off in music.
0: You describe your music as cinematic jazz, and I'm wondering if you could uh, define that for someone who may know of jazz music but might not be as familiar with cinematic jazz.
1: Yeah, so where that comes from, um, my producer Dylan Burns actually coined that term for my music. It's definitely jazz music, but when you listen to it, I love creating a landscape and an experience with words like that painting idea and so the cinema of it comes from the listener.
2: Glow by darkness from the west. Moon glow glistens on her chest. Shadows dance with a wrist stride. She breathes peace and
1: writing a song, I always see myself in a place, singing it, even before it's finished being written. And so I need to use the words to describe that place, even if it's not super explicit. It's the place where I am emotionally, physically, mentally, um, and spiritually even. I just Using words to paint that. Um, I went to Belmont University in Nashville and I studied songwriting there. And one of my professors said, try and use the first verse to paint the most vivid imagery because those colors will run down into the rest of the song. And I think about that all the time because that visualization is perfect. Because it's true, it happens, you know, if you set the scene. Those words and those descriptions drip down into the rest of the song.
2: You gotta hold on me
1: different genres or artists that I dive into and I really enjoy doing that because I love learning from other artists and so right now I am well I've been listening to a lot of Greg Cox he's a local Charlotte artist and he just released his album and um, my favorite song is Want and I've just been listening to that nonstop. Um, and then also recently I've gone back into Nora Jones, I love her. And just listening to a lot of the songs that maybe aren't as popular and listening to the poetry of them, because she does a great job at making poetry accessible to everyone.
0: Nora Jones was on the list of artists that came to mind as I listened to your music and your debut. Um, It's a very, very soulful voice, but also one that kind of, is a intermingling of genres of sorts because you do hear some classical uh, undertones in what she does but especially when she uses the piano Mm -hmm. but it still has a pop sensibility to it and then you hear you know maybe some jazzy elements um, some r&b elements and that's something that i i liked about your release your debut endless although it so i'd love to talk a little bit about that release and the production involved in it yeah So I assume that you are the primary songwriter. You are the primary singer and producer of sorts. Uh, Who else helped you along the way in in creating the record?
1: Yeah. So I decided early on that I would not want to be an artist if I tried to do the one-man band thing. Um, It's just not worth it. And so this uh, project was the first time that I intentionally... Brought in people that I admired, that I really wanted to be around and learn from, and have contribute to this project and really bring it to life. Um, so I wrote all of the songs, and most of them were co written with dear friends of mine. Um, one of them is co written with one of my professors from college. Um, and then the songs were all arranged by this jazz trio in Nashville, um, and I absolutely love all of them. And they really tied the songs together in that cinematic jazz way.
2: Drops of light you, swim in the sky, dance with love.
1: Originally, when I made Endless, I made it for myself. I wanted it to be a collection of my favorite songs that I had written throughout college and kind of be this, this is what I've learned from this season. Um, And then I was like, well, I I want to be an artist and I want to continue doing this, so I should probably promote this thing, you know? (laughs) Um... And only after I released that did I really start pursuing my career in the music industry. So you celebrated
0: the release of Endless by hosting a house concert. Yes. Which I hear involved a string quartet playing songs from movies like La La Land and Up, which sounds amazing. Can you tell us more about that like house concert and, and what the yeah. the purpose of it was when it came to... Uh, celebrating the release
1: that house concert was my dream I have Polaroids of it up in my room (laughs) Um, so when I went about how to create this um, release concert I really wanted it to be a welcoming intimate space where people can step in and just take a deep breath and let go of you know the busy crazy life and Um, anything weighing heavy on their hearts and really just be a part of this uh, creative space. And so what I did was um, I asked my friends if I could use their house and then their children helped me cut out like at least a few hundred paper stars and we made... origami stars and just regular cutout stars and they're all different shapes and sizes and they didn't really look too great and some of them had glitter all over them and we hung them up all in the room and they were all like different lengths and um, but when you turned off the lights and you just had we had some twinkly lights like at the at the front where the stage was it looked so magical and playful and Narnia esque. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like a fairy tale. It was really lovely um, and sweet. And I asked my friend Laura Epling if she would bring her quartet to open. Um, and they played songs from La La Land and Up. And I definitely cried. It was very beautiful. And then I got to share the songs that I had been working on and invite some of my dear friends to sing with me And it was just a beautiful night. It was like my perfect birthday present, and it wasn't even my birthday.
0: (laughs) In a way, it was your musical birthday, I guess. You're you're coming out as a musician with this debut release. It's like a, I don't know, like a bat mitzvah or quinceanera. or like my
1: child's birthday.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) For yourself, with music.
1: Yeah.
0: This release concert was the beginning of an alternative way for you to present not just your music, but other Mm -hmm. area musicians. Uh, work and it sounds like it acted as the start of sorts for your loft sessions mm-hmm. that you've been putting on in Charlotte for those that haven't attended one of the loft sessions can you tell us what that is or yeah. what they are
1: so the Charlotte loft sessions um we started them out of a need and I want to have a space that is welcoming and intimate and homey um to spotlight um, artists in the city and also create a space where people can come and meet other creatives and have this cultivated listening space. So if you're in Charlotte, I'd say it's somewhere between the small stage at Neighborhood Theater and a small house concert. What inspired you to do the Loft
0: Sessions based off your experience as a musician? And what was lacking that you felt like the Loft Sessions could fill that void?
1: Yeah, so um, the Loft Sessions also created an opportunity to meet other musicians in Charlotte that are a little bit more underground because there is a lot here happening underground and you kind of have to dig around to see it. And when you do, you could start really feeling the buzz Um, and it's really beautiful to see and it really is just an opportunity to be in a relaxed environment and listen to music together and enjoy creativity and songwriting and story
0: Coming up Emily Sage on her breakup with Nashville, her budding relationship with Charlotte, and her return to Portugal. That's all right after this break on Amplifier. I want to go back to the days that you were performing or making music and engaging with the Nashville music scene. Okay. Because Nashville is just so different night and day compared to Charlotte. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to know, what is it about Nashville that made you want to come to Charlotte and make music here?
1: Yeah. So I originally moved to Nashville to study songwriting at Belmont University and... I moved there not because I wanted to be a songwriter, but because I wanted to learn more about songwriting. Um, And I did. I I learned so much. But I began trying to be your typical songwriter, your typical Nashville songwriter. I was booking one to two co-writes a weekday and just kind of overdoing it and burnt out really fast, mostly because that's not what I wanted to do. I was just doing it because I thought that's what you were supposed to do, you know? And so out of being, trying to be something that I didn't want to be, I decided to leave Nashville because it just, it wasn't for me. There are so many parts about it that I love, but it just felt very, oversaturated and business-minded, and it felt like there was something lost in, you can't do this any way you want. You have to do it our way. Um, And so I left Nashville and came to Charlotte, not for Charlotte necessarily, but just to leave Nashville um, because my family is here now. And I came here a little bit bitter and sad um, because I loved songwriting and I was really confused why it wasn't fulfilling me. And first of all, I'd like to say, I've learned that there is no one thing in life that can fill that whole void of purpose. You know, we can't, I can't place the responsibility of my purpose and my identity in my music. And that's what I was trying to do. And so when I came to Charlotte, I just tried to let go of being an artist. And I was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm just going to go back to being a visual artist. It's way easier. I don't have to deal with people. And I can do whatever I want. I can lock myself in my room and just paint all day and all night. And it'll be fine. Um, And that did not work out. <laughs> I kept writing songs. And the first song that I wrote by myself after leaving Nashville is called How to Write a Song. Um, and it's basically me writing a song to myself, reminding me it doesn't have to be perfect. It's even better if it's not. Just sing a melody, just say some words that you like and string them together and take a deep breath and take a step and don't compare yourself because everyone takes their steps one foot at a time and that's just how you have to live your life. And um, that was so freeing for me. And it brought me back to why I loved songwriting in the first place. It reminded me of the magic. And so it's been a bit of a healing process for me and reminding me why I love creating. And then as I've been here, I've been meeting different artists around town who are also very passionate about creativity and art. You know, when you take off all of the layers, like what's at the heart of that? And it's just really beautiful to see a community that's kind of bustling together and they're working together and encouraging each other and lifting each other up. And it's genuine and it's not, you know, for some ulterior motive. They genuinely crave the success and recognition of beautiful art and that's just really encouraging. One thing that I've heard in this music series has been the,
0: the desire to, to have Charlotte become just as good as the Nashville music scene, as vibrant as the Los Angeles or as well-known as the New York music scene. But it sounds like listening to your story about Nashville that being that kind of music scene isn't all that it's cut out to be. So I'm wondering in in your um, experience being a musician in Charlotte now, what is it that Charlotte needs to retain Hmm. for it to be a powerhouse of sorts but still have something that makes musicians want to stay here and perform and make
1: music? That's a great question. So don't get me wrong, I absolutely love Nashville and am indebted to it for... Um, teaching me so much. And every city has, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, right? Um, But Charlotte is in a really cool place where they have the opportunity to create their own industry standard. Um, And we have the opportunity to really build a beautiful creative identity without trying to be like someone else Um, you can learn from other cities but there are so many interesting things happening here that I think Charlotte if it just continues to really work hard at making good art and encouraging each other lifting each other up collaborating Um, I think it could be something really beautiful and something like no other city as well. And Charlotte would be its own industry. And Charlotte is in a really great place where it has the finances and the willingness to support its artists well, which is so uncommon um, and really exciting because more often than not, artists are working like three jobs, not so they can make their art, but so they can make it accessible to other people. And that's a service, you know, that's a, it's a life of service that you choose um, not only to create because you have to but um to hold that creation out because maybe it'll mean something to somebody else
0: well you are based in charlotte now mm-hmm. you are going to be returning to portugal soon yes. to focus on music uh in a in a visual way so i'm wondering if you can give us a little more information on what that project's going to be or what that project is
1: yes so in october me and Um, And my manager, Sarah Collet, and my producer, Dylan Burns, are going to be going. Um, We are going to Portugal. And I've only been back once since leaving for college. Um, So it'll be like returning home almost like for the first time for me. So it'll definitely be an emotional experience. But the reason why we're going there is because... The songs I've been writing in the past two years are really me reflecting back on my past and how that connects to the now. And, you know, there's love songs and there's songs about loss and there's songs about really struggling with depression and anxiety and then there's songs that are about the overwhelming sensation of what can only be described as um, God-given mercy. And Portugal needs to be a part of that, not only in the music, but also visually. Um, So we're going to Portugal and we're going to film some footage for a music video series. We'll be going to different locations that are special to me.
0: And you're doing this just like you do with the rest of your music as an independent artist, and that's pretty big for, for financing, promotion, everything else.
1: Yes. Yes, it's huge. And so um, I was just going to try and cover this all myself, but um, that's <laughs> that would have taken me many years. Um, and so we actually have a Kickstarter launched. And if you would like to support... Um, the creation of these music videos, you can go to my website, EmilySageMusic.com, and um, the Kickstarter information is all there if you'd like to learn more, and you can support us that way.
0: You could do anything. You could be, you can continue being a visual artist. You could go somewhere else. You could go back to Nashville and, you know, be a songwriter or co-writer in songs. So really what is something that continues to draw you to this to this field
1: for one um there is so much magic in songwriting and collaborating um and I always love changing it up I can't write a song the same way twice um so if that means on a different instrument with different words with different people um it always has to be new because it's a it's a new song it's a new feeling um, and I love that about songwriting and versus the visual arts. You can collaborate, but there's something that really uh, there's something that really fires me up about collaborating with other musicians. So I think I'll be in music for a long time. I still doodle sometimes, but <laughs> Canvases are really big. and <laughs> They take a long time. So, and I really love Charlotte too. I really liked what you said about my budding relationship with Charlotte. It feels like a blossom because I didn't expect to want to stay here. And I started really falling in love with Charlotte. And as soon as I decided I'd really like to start investing in the creative community here and bring people together is really when I started feeling connected to the city.
0: sage's latest release is titled endless available on emilysagemusic.com and wherever fine music is streamed and sold amplifier is a production of wfae this episode was written and produced by me joni Deutsch. our associate producer is cole del charco our editors are greg collard and Jadon marshall our theme music is provided by dirty art club you can share your favorite charlotte music recommendations right now on social media just follow and tag me I'm at a change of tune. New episodes of Amplifier drop each weekday this September, so make sure to subscribe to the Amplifier podcast on Apple Podcasts, NPR One, and wherever you find podcasts. For more Charlotte music chats, including playlists and even a Charlotte music map, visit WFAE.org slash Amplifier. Until next time, I'm Joni Deutsch. Thanks for listening.